Welcome into Success by Design, a business podcast on the WHIN Podcast Network. Now, here is the founder and CEO of Navarro Creative Group, Wendy Navarro. podcasts. Thank you all for being here again today for another round of incredible guests. I'm excited about who we have on today. I'm excited about our Sumner County community and Middle Tennessee and the fantastic things that are happening here. Um, You can listen at winradio.com, winradio on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, navarrocreativegroup.com and spotify.com. So let me introduce to you two vibrant, uh, fun, exciting, uh, giggly, wonderful (laughs) business owners, millennials. So we have with us today Abby Rice, co-owner with Nine Round, and Sarah Pascoe, co-owner of Salt Med Spa, both businesses right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Both of these young women are millennials who are doing a tremendous job, um, really growing their businesses and making a name for themselves while helping the community. So thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So Abby, we're going to start with you and then we'll have Sarah answer the same question. Tell me about Nine Rounds and what it is that you guys do. Okay, so we um, are a franchise that is based out of um, South Carolina. We have been a company for almost 12 years now, and my husband and I have personally owned our location for we just had our fifth birthday. Hooray! Some people call it an anniversary, but we consider it a birthday because it is when you have a business, a little baby. Yes. Um, And we are a kickboxing circuit training gym. So um, we use kickboxing for not fighting purposes, but for fitness purposes. And it is a 30-minute, no-class time, trainer always included, um, high-intensity, fun, and effective workout. That's awesome. And you guys are located in Hendersonville in the Glenbrook Shopping Center. Yes, we are in the Glenbrook Shopping Center, um, more towards the back of the shopping center. So we are sandwiched right in between the new Hville Grill and Massage Envy. Awesome. And how is that? It's great to have the Massage Envy for those really hard workouts, <laughs> but it's not so great having a- Hendersonville Grill or Hville right there next to you right after having those hard workouts. Mm-hmm. But that's a nice place to be sandwiched between, I suppose. Yes. So we've always laughed that there's always a... Re- we had a restaurant next door when we first opened, and now we have another one in about... 10 o'clock in the morning, you can smell their grills <laughs> fire up. So it, the, the smell of French fries now fills the gym, but we'll take it. We love having a neighbor. So the inspiration is work out hard so that you can eat there. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially on the weekends. It's like everyone's coming in later now so that they can just leave and go to lunch. That's perfect. What a great combination. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Okay, Sarah, tell us about Salt Med Spa. So Salt Med Spa, we have two different salt rooms, which is still kind of new to America, really. Um, Basically, what happens is you go into these rooms where the floor is salt, the walls are salt, and then we pump in more salt to really help with any breathing conditions, any allergies or skin conditions that you have going on. Also, it's just super relaxing. Um, Like I said, we have two rooms. We have an adult room and a kid's room. So that's 
uh, what one major question that we get is, well, who can do it? And it's literally anyone. Um, babies, we have babies come all the time, really? all the way up to people in wheelchairs. So that's awesome. Yeah, so it really can help anybody with, like I said, breathing conditions, really severe ones, COPD, cystic fibrosis, or even something as simple as allergies, because we all live in Tennessee. Yes, so. the allergy capital. Uh-huh, exactly. But we're also a full service spa, so we do facials, waxing, massages. We also have an infrared sauna. So that's what we do. That's fantastic. So you have multiple services. I think there's a couple in there yes. that I didn't know that you mm-hmm. had. I knew about the salt rooms. I hear yeah. about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really, really enjoy those. And of course, your massages, yes. which is so important in that self-care yes. world. It really so is. So I've been there and I've enjoyed that. And I've also been to nine rounds and you guys almost killed me. But that was good. It was a <laughs> good workout. you're still alive. I'm alive. And actually, <laughs> I can tell you my 14-year-old son came with me and I have a 23-year-old son who both of them really like the workouts so thank you yeah thank you all right so tell me about how you guys got started in business what made you decide hey i'm going to uh put everything on the line to start my own business because that's that's a huge decision it's not an easy decision to make sarah Mm -hmm. do you want to start that sure so i kind of always knew that I would be a business owner in some form or fashion. In high school, I competed even, this is really nerdy of me, because people are so shocked when they find this out. That's kind of nerdy. Well, people always are so shocked because I hated school so much. But really, the only thing that got me through was I was in um, a club called DECA. So it's a marketing and entrepreneurship club. I loved it. I competed. I was the vice president of our chapter. I mean, it was great. So I kind of always knew that I would do that at some point, but I didn't really know what it looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was living in the Dominican Republic, when I was 19, I got real sick and I came home for a month at Christmas um, and my mom had found a a salt room and it was like an hour and a half away almost, I think. But she was like, you know, I've heard that this helps with allergies, things like that. But if it doesn't, like it was a great girl's day. And I'm like, yeah, true. So we went and visited and, um, absolutely loved it and I mean we literally left and in the car as we were pulling out we just looked at each other and we were like yeah this is what we're gonna do wow (laughs) so just throughout more research that particular one just had the salt room and I knew that I wanted we both knew we wanted to incorporate um, facials massages and stuff like that and weren't quite sure what it looked like Mm -hmm. Um, and then we found salt med spa which isn't actually a franchise but um, because each location is completely independently yeah, owned exactly no franchise exactly independently okay. owned um there's no like franchise rules really mm-hmm. or anything like that but um so yeah we found that and it was like exactly what we had envisioned mm-hmm. um so that's kind of how salt med spa started you know out of all of that so when you were looking for a location to have that because that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting story now do you co-own the business with your mom because you mentioned her yes with my mom and my dad actually your mom and dad okay Mm -hmm. that's great so it's a family-run business yes which uh, navarro creative group is as well so we appreciate that very much so when you guys decided to say this is it we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna make this happen and you did the research and you got everything together Mm -hmm. what were some of the biggest steps that you you, some of the biggest things that you had to think about before literally signing the dotted line and choosing a location because mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah, finding a location was really <clears throat> difficult because you want to find somewhere 
that is easy to get in and out of. But also we know that we're not really a walk-by kind of store. I mean, if you're coming to see us, it's going to be you're seeking us out. Yeah, yeah, you're seeking us out. Um, and so originally when we went into the plaza that we're in, there was like three people. It was us, <laughs> Planet Fitness, yes. and Kato. Right. And that was it. Right. Um, and so it was a little scary because it was this huge plaza, but no one was in there. And, you know, we always tell people, oh, it's by the old Walmart. And <laughs> that's how <laughs> people know us. It exactly. Um, but we also knew we wanted it to be easy to get in and out of. We needed great parking. And even designing the building mm-hmm. uh, or designing our build out. Our, my grandmother was still alive at the time, but she was elderly. And so we knew we wanted to make sure everything was kind of open and easy. I mean, we literally would bring her in and be like, okay, can you get through this? And because she was on a walker and stuff like that. So we That's really. That's a great way of thinking of yeah. it, though, to include everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we know, you know, a lot of elderly people do have issues with breathing and skin conditions as well. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of wanted to be able to encompass everyone. Mm-hmm. So it that stuff was really important to us was the parking and getting in and out of easily and handicapped spaces and you know weird things that you wouldn't normally think about but and when you decided on Hendersonville was Mm -hmm. Hendersonville the only area that you were looking at or did you Mm -mm. look all over no we looked into Gallatin as well Mm -hmm. and nothing really was exactly what we were looking for until we found the one in Hendersonville Mm -hmm. because we looked we took a while to look, um, but because it's such an important piece. It's a huge investment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we looked kind of everywhere, but we knew we wanted to be in in between, as close to the city lines as we could be, so that it was easy for people from Gallatin to get to us, or vice versa. If we did go into Gallatin, it was easy for people to in Hendersonville to get to us. So, because we are kind of, we are pretty much a niche little yeah yeah Yeah, you're definitely not just a you know like a a, a massage location you're Mm -hmm. you're various things Mm -hmm. to various people yeah um so so you have your location Mm -hmm. what else was probably the most important thing for you to think about before starting your business or opening your doors really it was just kind of how we wanted to run our business and how we wanted it to look. Um, you know, you mentioned being a family-owned business, and I know Abby can relate to this too. Everyone kind of tells you when you start out, don't run your business like a family because it never works out. But that's the only way we know how. I mean, we our biggest thing was that we wanted to make sure that all of our employees felt like a family Mm -hmm. because when they buy into what you love and believe in they're going to be the best employees yeah that's that's truly what makes the best employees yeah so just kind of knowing how we wanted to run it um was really important for us Mm -hmm. because i know you know i know abby runs her gym like that as well everyone kind of becomes a family you spend a lot of time together Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you spend most of your days like each other (laughs) exactly exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly have some of the same philosophies right exactly especially when it comes to service and and how to treat people exactly and that was really important to us is to make sure that they had the same values Mm -hmm. as we did um and like i said just making sure that everyone was bought into it and bought into how we wanted things to run because for me customer service is a number one that is my number one priority Mm -hmm. um obviously i want to have great 
services, which we do. I mean, all of our therapists and everything are phenomenal, but just making sure that because people will remember how they feel. Yeah. Not, they won't remember exactly what you said or exactly what you did, but they'll remember their how they feel when they leave. And right. so that's my, that was my, our biggest thing to think about before that's, opening. And, and I think that's awesome. It's, it's so important um, to make sure that people leave feeling good about mm-hmm. what they've, where they've been and how they've spent their money. Mm-hmm. They need to find yeah. value in that. Mm-hmm. So Abby, how did you guys get started? This is nine rounds is you and your husband, <laughs> again, a family run business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I know that you had a corporate job before leaving and deciding to do this. So yeah. what made you lead toward lean toward nine rounds? So I'm the opposite of Sarah. I never expected ever to own a business. (laughs) Um, I think one of my friends said it once after she found out that we were doing this as a family. She was like, what? I just always imagined you as someone climbing the corporate ladder, like a businesswoman. Um, And I was like, yeah, me too. And um, there were a few different things that all lined up at once. Um, My husband, Josh, was facing um, a, a large corporate layoff. Um, For us, we were at a little bit of an advantage. We knew the layoff was coming. So we knew that there was a severance package coming. I also, at that point, was extremely, extremely pregnant. And so um, I remember one day just standing in our kitchen, just bawling. Like, I'm so angry that we have to make these decisions. And that was really what made us decide we didn't ever want to feel like that again. Mm Mm-hmm. And so one thing led to another, and it was owning our own business was going to be what would lead to a better quality of life for us. And um, little did we know everything (laughs) that that was going to encompass, but um, we knew that we wanted to take control. Mm -hmm. And um, when you receive um, severances, there are companies that know about that. And those companies ended up reaching out to my husband and we, he went through a personality profile and we were matched up with a few different companies that they thought would match his personality in particular, because at that time it really was him doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the one that was no longer employed and we were looking for something different for him. And uh, we went and we interviewed a few companies, but when we went and we interviewed nine round and by interviewed them, we went to the, the only location that was in middle Tennessee at the time was in Murfreesboro. And um, I rolled our daughter in there in a stroller. She was about four weeks old. I was going to say newborn, right? She, She was, she was about maybe four or five weeks old. I was planning on going next door and getting ice cream while Josh did his workout. And I ended up sitting there and chit-chatting with the owner of that location at the time and then watching him do the workout. And I just thought to myself, as a new mom and a working mother, this is exactly what I need in my life. And I want to help bring this to more people. And we left there that day with me saying, this is the business that I think we need to get behind. And this was not the life that either of us came from, but then I wanted to make it happen. And I actually told someone earlier today, we, we wrote the check. We bought nine round before I ever even did the workout. Wow. Um, simply just watching him. I believed in the format and the philosophy of it so much that, um, you know, a few weeks later we were in South Carolina with Lucy sitting in a hotel room (laughs) with a newborn, um, we were interviewing nine round and they were interviewing us as a couple 
and it just felt so right. And we we signed the check that July, and then That's never amazing. looked back. So then, now let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people don't understand business owners and taking risks like that. So I'm sure that you guys probably had a lot of feedback from people, <laughs> right? Yes. Saying, why are you doing that? It's not, it's risky. Um, you know, how do you know it's going to happen? What about your family? Mm-hmm. How are you going to support them? What are you going to do afterward? So how do you kind of tune out all of that noise so that you continue forward with your focus? How do you do that? I remember you say that. I remember at the time, um, I can never remember our our parents in particular not being supportive. I can remember our parents being a little like, whoa, are you sure you want to do this? But there was never a, I wouldn't do that if I were you or, but I can remember us when we told our families saying, we're young enough to fail. Mm. We can, we have time we're at a perfect point to be risky Mm -hmm. because we have time to rebound if it doesn't work. And we truly felt that as a couple. And I remember the word risk coming in almost every time we talked about what we were going to do next. We would say like, we've never been afraid to take risk together before. Mm -hmm. So why should we not take this risk now? And yes, it was a bigger financial risk than we had ever taken. And but we always felt like too that we we had our reputations to fall back on. We were leaving the corporate world with good reputations sure. in that world. So it wasn't like this was the end of it for us if it didn't work. And right. so the risk just seemed I don't want to say like something fun to do. It wasn't frivolous, but the risk just seemed like the next logical step for us mm-hmm. um, to see if it was where we were supposed to go and what we were supposed to do with our lives. So it wasn't going to be that question of if we would have done that, what would have happened? Absolutely. Um, It was, it was very, my husband, Josh, he needed a change Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and I wanted to give him the room to make that change and see if it was what he needed in his life to make our lives better. And, you know, it wasn't always perfect Mm -hmm. by any means, but um, it was worth the risk at the time. Right. And still is. We still make those risks every day. Those decisions. But when you're doing it together and you have each other's back and you have the support of one another, and really that's what it's about. It's about the nucleus mm-hmm. of who you guys mm-hmm. are and what you're doing and knowing that you're going into this together and knowing that if something needs to change, you can do it together. So, Sarah, what about you? How did, what did, how did you tune out all of that noise that was coming at you? Or was it at all? Oh, it was. I mean, I specifically remember when we went to the bank for our small business loan, um, I hadn't even turned 21 yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, <laughs> That's yeah. And so the bank looked at us like we had, me and my mom and dad had Two 14 heads. heads because they were like, let me get this straight. Because, you know, you present your business plan and all that stuff. They're like, let me get this straight. You want us to give you this much money. So you're 21 year old daughter who doesn't even have a college degree can run it. And we were like, exactly. You've got it. They were like, <laughs> um. <laughs> now, thankfully, we knew somebody at the bank who was like, "Listen, if anybody can do it, it's Sarah." Nice. Like, I really, I really believe that. Um, so it wasn't even just from, you know, 
outsiders. It was like really important people who were giving us our loan. Yeah. Um, so that was a little difficult, but I've always kind of been a little big for my britches. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, even in high school, like I had people that would be like, are you sure you want to start this? Cause I was always starting a club or, I mean, we, I remember once at church, we wanted to start, we had gone on a mission trip and I really liked it. And I was like, we should have one here in Andersonville. So me and some of my friends got together and went to our youth pastor and we're like, we want to do this. And he was like, okay, you guys put it together and it's all on you. And we're like, okay. So the first year we, that's exactly what we did. We got t-shirts made, we, the whole thing and we did it. And now the church does it every year because it worked out. But I mean, even then, we people were like, "What are yeah? Are you sure? <laughs> you know, you're like 16 years old, and so um, that's kind of always been, been who you something. are. Yeah, so it doesn't. So it doesn't phase you that me. way. No. So, I, and I think that's one of the things. And Abby, I know that you said you never really were that entrepreneur, right? But I think that um, you and I have almost parallel backgrounds. Where we, ca- I came from corporate, but I also um, have a parallel background with you because I always knew I was going to mm-hmm. be a business owner, just didn't know what it was going to mm-hmm. be. And I always had like side gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Different yeah. things happening. Um, so, you you're okay with taking the risk because you trust yourself enough to know that you're going to do everything that you can mm-hmm. to make this happen. You're not going into it frivolously. You're not going into it just because it's a whim. You're going into it because you're serious about making something happen mm-hmm. that's better for you and your family um, and the community. So yeah. I think that's one of those parallels that all entrepreneurs have, even though you may have not had that when initial thought, but you absolutely had that, um, that spirit. About it's you. like once you dip your toe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Josh always had that mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. His original idea was he wanted to own a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't even cook. And <laughs> you don't I don't sandwiches. Anymore. I don't really like sandwiches that much, you know. But but now we sit around the dinner table like, what if we did this? What yeah. if we did that? Um, it's allowing yourself to think bigger. Love it. And to think differently. Yep. And I heard something once that said, you know, don't necessarily, like, stop over-glorifying owning your own business. It's not all pretty. Nope. Um, but there's so, there's so much give and take. And you just have to decide, you know, what works for you and what will fulfill you. Right. And I never expected this to be the path that did. But I can't imagine it any other way now. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible, and um, so that's what gets you excited. Then that was actually mm-hmm. my next question. What really gets you excited about being an entrepreneur, and um, you know, being okay with those risks? Um, and I say risks a lot because, again, it's true. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is not all glory it's not you know you're not going to be you know the richest person in the world uh, you may i don't know it depends on how things go right what what path is you know you, you're headed on um but there's an excitement to entrepreneurship that only an entrepreneur understands mm-hmm. what is that excitement for you i think for me the excitement and kind of what drives me in this might sound bad at first but I'll explain like kind of like I just said people kind of have always 
been like, what are you doing, Sarah? Or you won't be able to do that or something like that. And I love proving people wrong. That is one of my favorite things in the world to do. Mm-hmm. And so for the bank to look at me and be like, you want your this like 20, 21 year old to run it? I'm like, yeah, like, let me just show you how well I can do it. Sure. And so when we have those, you know, little wins of like one of my favorite one of my favorite wins right now is that everyone that works there has been uh, been there for over a year or at least two years. And in the spa industry, it's the turnover rate is very, very high. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of unheard of for people to be there for years and years. And so I'm really, you know, one of those is a huge win for me. Absolutely. Now, for normal people, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been there for a year or a year and a half and that's not that big of a deal but as a business owner that to me is a really big win and that things like that really excite me and I'm like okay let's keep going let's see how long we can keep people Mm -hmm. so because we can't always offer all of the same benefits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to our employees that Mm -hmm. larger companies can right so same Mm -hmm. boat as Sarah like I'm so proud to say that we have employees that have been with us for over three years that's unheard of in our Mm -hmm. Um, particular area as well as just I feel like that's a full on a small business owner thing yeah Yeah. when you can offer someone an environment where big benefits aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. all they're looking for there's some there's a win in that absolutely where you can help fulfill somebody's that need to feel loved or appreciated and things like that and you know I read an article last year that the beginning of this year about how a lot of people have been quitting their jobs not because of the money but because they feel underappreciated yeah and so anytime I can like do something to make them feel even more appreciated I always try to do that and just by telling them you know hey thanks you know like today somebody came in because somebody else was sick and it's like hey thanks for coming in I really appreciate it mm-hmm. and maybe it doesn't mean that much to them but my hope is that if they hear it over and over and over that appreciation yeah. is so important mm-hmm. in uh, business and in relationships in any way shape or form and when somebody feels appreciated they will work harder for mm-hmm. who whatever it is whether it's a company or whether it's uh you know someone um because that sense of satisfaction and um that's awesome that you guys have created that for your for your team members and your staff so kudos to you both on that um now just thinking about that though now both of you a lot of business owners go into business because they know a business they had a trade they know a business and they think okay i'm going to go into um you know business doing my trade right um now that doesn't always work out because as a business owner you may know your trade but you don't know business right <laughs> so you guys are yes. both coming into the world of business without having a business background mm-hmm. and not having a business background in the industry that you decided to go into how did you guys develop yourselves so that you could be as good as you are and how are you continuing to grow because we all know that you never stop learning mm-hmm. you're always needing to evolve tell me about that well for me there's a whole lot of trial and error at first <laughs> amen i mean <laughs> there is a lot of trial and error and so many things that i look back now and i'm like oh, i could have done that 
way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you learn from those kinds of things. But also, I've done a lot of webinars yeah. and a lot of training and stuff like that. But also, I just did um, a whole year-long certification through University of California, Irvine, in 2019 my stomping grounds uh, oh is it mm-hmm. so yeah i just did a whole certification through them on spawn wellness management so um just like continuing to do things like that i think is really important because a it helps you stay current mm-hmm. and i mean everybody likes to add extra things to their you know resume and profile and re-evolving mm-hmm. right i mean the spa industry doesn't stay stagnant no. there's always new technology mm-hmm. new things that oh, are yeah. happening um mm-hmm. so you have to be up on top of that otherwise you kind of fall behind mm-hmm. right yeah, absolutely so yeah just doing different and you know that was a year-long certification so that was congratulations that was a while but but that's now great. I'm, yeah and then now this year i'm like well what am i gonna do this year <laughs> so you're taking so. time though to improve and what i love mm-hmm. that you said sarah is that you know that there were times when you you know failed it was trial and error mm-hmm. um and admitting that is a great thing because mm-hmm. we all know nobody's perfect yeah. none of us have done everything that is just perfect step by step and we are able to create this business in a night mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. right it takes time it takes work, it takes energy, it mm-hmm. takes effort, it takes passion, it takes drive, yeah. um, and we're never gonna be done, mm-hmm. right? We're always going. How yeah. about you, Abby? So, one thing that I thought of when Sarah was talking about her business and then um, ours that, that lined up even though we're in really two different arenas is um, something you don't think about when you go from being in a corporate world or when you go from, you were so young, you were coming out of high school, mm-hmm. um, when you own your own business, you don't have coworkers at first, and you don't always have a group of people who know what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? So I thought of brand recognition. When we first opened, no one knew what Nine Round was in all of almost all of Tennessee. There weren't there were only a handful. When they opened a salt room, no one oh, knew yeah. what a salt room was, right? right? So just like you have to have brand recognition for your brand, you have to find people that you can go to for advice, go to for education. And, you know, and it's not always necessarily somebody that has to be in your particular field of work. When we originally opened, we didn't have a big network of nine round owners. Thankfully for us, about two months after we opened, we went to our first nine round convention where we were around hundreds of people who were doing what we were doing. Smart, yeah. And every single year, Josh and I say, we look forward to that convention every year because A, it's the only time of the year that we're ever around what we would consider coworkers coming from a corporate environment in a cubicle environment. We were used to being surrounded by people all day long that did what we do. Now it's really just me and him yeah. that know the, in the ins and outs of everything. And so making, it's almost like a continuing education for that. So making that a priority to, when you can to surround yourself with people who do what you do. But also one thing that I learned through the years is I needed to have a network of people that weren't just business owners, that were also employees of business owners so that I could learn from them, so that I could see it from a different perspective. Um, I always say that we have an open door policy with our employees, but I also understand that employees don't always 100% know how to utilize that or how to make that work. 
So through the years, having open, honest relationships with friends who either manage businesses or work in a small business has been a game changer. Because <laughs> I can go to them and say, me as the owner, I feel this way and this is how I see it. And there is always a totally different perspective coming from someone that works inside of a small business and doesn't own that small business. So I would, I, I think that's been huge just to open our eyes to all the different facets mm-hmm. because I can get wrapped up in the everyday paperwork of yeah. it, um, in the supply issues or the paperwork issues. Um, but some you you always have people who are doing the real hard work mm-hmm. and being on like one on one and on the same page as those people is so important. And for me and Josh, that means that we work in our business as well as on our business. Mm-hmm. I know Sarah does as well. She works in her business. I mean, if almost daily, both of us are in our businesses so that we can really truly know what our employees are going through and what our employees are up against mm-hmm. so that we're in their corner. So with that, we always talk about working in your business and working on your business. There does come a time in business where working in your business is going to be harder, right? Mm -hmm. As you're growing, Mm -hmm. as things are changing. So what are, are, has that happened for either of you at this point? And what are some of the things that you have decided to do and changes that you made so that you can work on your business so that you can continue to grow and have employees and, and, you know, pay their, you know, payroll and stuff like that. What are some of those things that you guys have done? Have you outsourced? Have you, give me some ideas. So I remember the first time I heard that quote was working Mm -hmm. on your business instead of in your business and I was like it was like my brain just what (laughs) and it feels impossible you're like people do that what a novelty man (laughs) so but once I started thinking about that um we really kind of that was when we really took initiative on making a way to pay an assistant manager because I couldn't do everything Mm -hmm. and also work on my business because I was starting to neglect, you know, marketing and stuff like that because I was so caught up in the day to day, Mm -hmm. but also trying to do the ordering and all of that kind of stuff. And so when we created the assistant manager position, that really was able, I was able to not work in my business 50, 60 hours a week. Mm -hmm or you know we're open six days so i was working like literally every single day yeah um so it was able for me to kind of take a break and have at least one day off um so that i could a refresh myself because that is really really important but it also lets me step back and kind of see things from a different perspective and Mm -hmm. a different view and with fresh eyes um so just as far as like moving around retail in the lobby and doing things, like I said, on marketing and stuff like that. So that was really, really big too. Um, And you've recognized that that by doing that, and here's what I love that you just said right now, um, that I think a lot of people, they put uh, restrictions on themselves. But what you mm -hmm. just said right now is that you have found a way to hire an assistant mm-hmm. manager. We had to. Right? Yeah. And so you you recognize that. Mm-hmm. You've you kind of figured out where can we make some changes so mm-hmm. that we can make this happen so that I can work 
on my business yeah. and not just in my business mm-hmm. so that we can continue to grow and develop and develop our team and ev- everything else. So I thought that was uh, really, really smart mm-hmm. um, that you just said that. Because uh, I don't think a lot of people, Some, uh, I think a lot of business owners think I can't do that because I don't have a way of doing that. Mm-hmm. You find a way to do it. Yeah. It's one of those things you just have to do. Yeah. And like, it might mean like for me, it meant not getting paid what I should be getting paid, which as an owner, I'm fine with because I see the books. Yep. (laughs) So I'm like, I would rather pay an assistant manager to help me do all of these things and be able to afford them, treat them well. And honestly, I mean, it helps so much and I, Mm -hmm. it really has paid off in the end i mean it really does like yeah the, it, the roi on that is, is great it's, hello it's mind-blowing yes yeah that's, truly. that's amazing truly abby what have you done i would say that um, burnout is very real mm-hmm. and it can yes. happen very quickly and it can be detrimental to a business and you know when we first opened our business we were warned expect to eat sleep drink, breathe that business for the first six months. And I think we thought, okay, no problem. We can do that. Right. And now looking back, I'm like, we gave every ounce of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then that first time that we stepped away, which was right about the six month mark, it was incredible to see it survive for a few hours (laughs) without Without one of us there. And it is, it is a leap. It is. It's like, you know, we have like a video camera we can see in there. We were like at dinner, like, get off. We need to be off the camera. But it was also kind of fun yeah, to watch. Okay, what we have built can survive without us there. Yeah. And I do think that we took it a little too far working in our business and not on our business. And it really got to the point that my burnout was so real because it is a physical job mm-hmm. that once I left the, the doors, I didn't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make any phone calls. I didn't want to go to any networking or marketing meetings. I didn't want to sit and work on Facebook advertising. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do any of that stuff because I was so physically, mentally, and emotionally worn out from being inside of my business every day. Mm -hmm. And we started off small. We started off with saying, I wasn't going to physically work in the business on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. And that has now grown into that I only work in the business three days a week. That doesn't mean if someone calls in sick that myself or Josh do not go in. Right. But you, just like I, I tell people, you have to schedule time for yourself. You have to schedule your workouts. Yep. You have to put things on your calendar for 3 p.m. today to be here. You have to schedule time to work on the business as well. And that looks different for a lot of people. Right. I always call them, quote unquote, my office days, which are Tuesdays. I know that I'm going to sit at home in front of my computer and go through emails and check our advertising and follow up with anything that has fallen off the table since the week before. Mm -hmm. And that taking the time to say, I'm going to do this and it's okay to pay someone to be in my place. And oftentimes in my situation, it's someone who would rather be in my place anyway. Yeah. Our, our trainers, our employees, we call it, they train, they physically train people. That's what they're passionate about. Right. And I love to get in there and do that. But my overall passion is not 
being a kickboxer, right, over the years, it's definitely grown into the business owner part of it. And so what is the dollar value of, of paying someone to do what they're passionate about so that I can more effectively run mm-hmm. the rest of it? Absolutely. That's one huge thing, too, is, like, knowing where your strengths lie and, the like, knowing when you're burnout. Because mm-hmm. I started noticing when I was getting too overwhelmed or stressed or burnout and also as a business owner too it's really hard to admit that you're burnout because it's your business you don't want to look like you're failing exactly sure exactly or like you don't love what you're doing yeah Yeah. because then there's someone out there like we told you yeah (laughs) and you're like no i still love to go to work every day but yeah. yeah, but knowing when you're burnout, like I found that I started getting short with my staff, or like I would get, you know, frustrated more easily. Mm-hmm. And then we very much preach that we have an open door policy. But when you're kind of getting short or snippy with them, they're not coming to you. Right. Yeah. So that was also one big thing too that I have to be like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm okay, so that they're okay, and I'm not being too snippy with them or. Um, being short or Mm -hmm. unwelcoming you know that they know they can come to you and it's real it's not just it's not just lip service yeah and even even back to the assistant manager thing even if they're not comfortable coming to me they are comfortable going to her and they know she'll come to me Mm -hmm. but it also is that's another really good route like sure an option i remember the first time that after we named a manager Mm -hmm. the first time that that person came to us and said, so-and-so brought me this issue. And kind of having my feelings hurt a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why didn't they ever tell me that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I check in with you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. But that is is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reaching out to my girlfriends who I really do have this cool group of girls that run businesses and own businesses and being like, can you all believe this? And they were like, yeah, same for us. <laughs> Our employees do the same thing. And I was like, oh, okay, so. It's not just me. It's not mm-hmm. just me. Yeah. And then if you really think about it in the situations that, that I was in before in the jobs that I worked before, I I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but because it's yours, you're taking ownership that Mm -hmm. felt different. So one thing that I love that you said, Abby, was that you schedule time. And I know that, um, you know, as a family run business for Navarro Creative Group, um, you know, my husband came on board late, well, November of 2019. Um, full time with us, and I was going to say I thought he was there a long time. Well, he's that. been there for twenty. <laughs> he's been there for twenty six years. I'm telling you. So what um, we have learned though to do is that we have to schedule time for ourselves, even mm-hmm. on the weekends, because we get so wrapped up in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We have deadlines for our clients, and we want to make everyone happy. And we've you know made these commitments um, that sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, we're working on the weekend whoa okay let's pull back the brakes a little bit yeah and let's make sure that we're scheduling time for ourselves we still have a 14 year old at home um our other two are grown and out of the house but you know he needs us and he Mm -hmm. needs time so being able to say i'm not working on the weekends or i'm not working at this time there are definitely times where we Mm -hmm. make an exception but we do schedule time to be together and Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of silly i think sometimes but it's really important to do because you'll just keep going you know you're doing something that you love you're doing a passion you're you know excited about the end result but you've got to be just as excited about the people who are closest to Mm -hmm. you to make that time for them yes a hundred percent oh yeah 
and like you said, it's not a um, an easy balance all the time. Right. As far as my um, ownership work that has to do with being outside of the club, I found that I kind of needed to set office hours mm-hmm. for that as well because it's so easy to just sit on your couch at five o'clock at night and pull out your laptop and be going through emails or um, setting up, you know, the, your social media for the week mm-hmm. or things like that or constantly checking your phone or checking in on the, your employees who are yes. working. Next thing you know, you really are putting in those extra hours away from your family. Right. Especially having a toddler at home, it can be very easy for me to justify being disconnected from her by saying, well, I'm working. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even Josh and I sometimes can say that to each other. I'm like, what are you doing over there on your phone? (laughs) Well, if one of us is like, I'm working, I'm texting an employee or I'm checking in on, you know, on the gym or something as small as that you're still so connected and it, mm-hmm. and it's easy to have those lines blur. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, when it's something that you're passionate about, you know, I'm passionate about the people that walk in our door and about our employees. And so I can find it very easy to always be connected. Yeah. And a lot of times what that ends up coming down to is I leave my phone in a different room. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so easy to want to check in. Well, smartphones mm-hmm. are a great thing. Smart watches are a great thing, except for you're connected all the time. So yeah. you do have to That's learn how I to don't do that. Have one. Yes. <laughs> right? Well, my husband, uh, he didn't force this on me, but he bought it for me for Christmas. And of course, I felt like I needed to wear it because he was so thoughtful yes. and sweet and got it for me. But I was like, that's why I never had one because I always have my phone with me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just you have to learn how to balance those things. And yeah. I really don't like the word balance because I think that means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was one of those things that I knew if I had a smart watch on my wrist, I was going to be looking at it. So I do mm-hmm. leave it in a drawer um, when I'm not working yeah. so that I don't think I have to look at it. Mm-hmm. We so. live in a connected world. Yep, exactly. And we're and that doesn't mean, though, that we always have to be accessible 100% no. of the time. And you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be because people will say, oh, they're available at midnight. Okay, great. Let's call them. Oh, I used to get texts at like 10 o'clock at night on Sundays and I would feel guilty for not. You feel obligated. Yeah, you feel feel bad for not responding or something like that. But then you just have to like draw that line and be like, okay. You do. And they respect that. I think that Mm -hmm. what you've got to realize is that as business owners, you like we said, you know, we're passionate. We want to make sure our clients are happy. Our customers are happy. And they will respect when you, mm-hmm. you know, have those boundaries because they don't want to be, you know, calling, you know, you calling them at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. They they recognize that. So when you do put those boundaries in place, I think most people will respect that. Mm-hmm. Christy Wright brings that up yeah. at Business Boutique every year that you teach your customers how to treat you. Absolutely. And there's where there's some trial and error through yep. the yes. years. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so true. Yeah. But it's social norms and most people learn to accept social norms and almost uh, everyone now really does understand the importance of um, family life and family time and I don't want to say like a separation but almost like a separation from um, even though we own our own businesses it it still is work yes Mm -hmm. it still is going to work right Um, and so just like any it's a non-traditional way of going to work but it's still going to work it's still going to work i Mm -hmm. i completely agree with you so what what are and we're going to just have two more questions what um has been the biggest 
obstacle for you? And how did you get over that? <laughs> we talk about this a lot, so I'm curious if ours is the um, same. I would say for me, truly, it's just about being so young. Because like I said, when we opened our doors, I was I had just turned 21, yeah. like a couple months before. Wow. And so truly one of the biggest difficulties for us was, or for me, was finding employees that respected that I was their boss Mm -hmm. and they were okay with that because a lot of people really struggle when someone younger is telling them what to do and not that I'm like a slave driver or anything but it's just like hey can you do that and it's like wait why are you telling me you know (laughs) because I own the place (laughs) you're 20 years younger than me yeah um and then also too with our clients too it has been difficult with me being so young i remember when we very first opened there was a lady that came in and asked me what my credentials were for running a spa <laughs> and i was like uh Passion. i did deca <laughs> <laughs> but it's so i really that has been the biggest hurdle for me i would say is being so young Mm -hmm. and then also to setting the boundaries because it is a family business Mm -hmm. so you know every Sunday I go to my parents house and we have family dinner Mm -hmm. and we just had to make the rule that there is not to be any talk about the spa while we're there and while that is really hard sometimes there is generally nothing that can't wait until Monday morning to talk about so um, that those two things, I would say, have been difficult, mm-hmm. the most difficult mm-hmm. for me. And with the boundaries, you guys have just set those rules mm-hmm. in place. How did you overcome or how are you overcoming the uh, young? And what is it that you think that you're doing that is helping you to uh, kind of come head on with that so that people will take you seriously as the business owner Mm -hmm. and do uh, respect you what are you what are you doing I'm a huge person on respect so I'm a firm believer that if you give respect that's how you earn respect Mm -hmm. and so my biggest thing is always trying to be respectful of clients of our employees but also still setting those boundaries in a respectful way instead of because I've had bosses in the past that are like well I'm the boss Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to be like that Mm -hmm. so I always try and check in and remember that but I also um, send out a survey to my employees once a year just checking in with them how they feel like I'm doing and I think that also shows them like I'm trying and I want to be better for you guys Mm -hmm. so even you know things aren't like Abby said before, they're not always pretty and they're not always perfect and they get upset with me for things. And so I think that's a really good way, an easy way for them because it's anonymous. So Mm -hmm. it's an easy way for them to tell me exactly how they're feeling on certain things. And, um, it's a good check-in because, you know, we try and do yearly reviews with them, but where's their time to really tell me how I'm doing? That's great. That is, that's wonderful. So you're giving, it's a give and take relationship. It's a two way street, literally a two two way street. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on that. That's actually very mature of you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, it's a, it's a a, a wonderful business practice. So congratulations on recognizing all of that. Abby, Abby, how about for you? What if some of, what is one of the biggest um, obstacles and how are, how do you overcome that? So we always, um, 
between Josh and myself, say the employees have been the biggest blessing, but also the biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. A, when you're a small business, you're not normally offering full-time employment. Right. So you are working with people who are going to be working part-time and possibly having more than one job and possibly needing more than what you can offer or sometimes having the expectation of less than what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And what was so important, I, I at some point over the last few years heard someone say, even if it is a part-time job, it's still a real job. Mm. Because some people would say like, or we even would tend to say this, well, we have to remember we're not a real job because mm. we're a part-time, you mm-hmm. know, maybe one shift, two shifts a week. Mm-hmm. And when we switched that mindset and we started hiring from a mindset of this is a real job, this mm-hmm. is real to us, this is what puts food on our table, we want people to work for us that respect that, it totally changed how we were hiring and the caliber of people that we were hiring. Oh, that's amazing. Um, And we love to promote from within. Mm -hmm. So whenever it comes to that we need to hire a new employee, we we first go amongst ourselves and say, are there any members that we think would fit our brand and our values and what we're looking for? And then we go to our employees and we say that. Who are y'all training that you would want to work with? Because we right now have such a a tight-knit and a great group of employees, I'm not willing to hire someone in that might ruffle that. Sure. And now we have hired people in that have caused issues. And luckily, Mm -hmm. our employees respect us enough, really, they have come forward to us. And I've had to go and do some apology tours of, I'm sorry that we let that person stick around for so long, Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry that we put their responsibilities onto you. And it's a live and learn. And um, somebody always said, hire slow and fire quickly. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not easy to do either. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in desperation mode to get someone hired. You never yeah. want to be in that. But truth of the matter is, when you're a small business owner, sometimes it is from Friday night to Monday morning, you got to make some decisions. Mm-hmm. And then fire quickly. I don't care how... Um, unpleased I guess you'd say you are with someone firing an employee is never easy Mm -hmm. and no matter what the situation is that is never an easy conversation it never feels comfortable for anyone but I recently was in a situation where they said when you when you don't take care of that you show your other employees that you don't respect them as much Mm And man, that was eye-opening. Yeah. And I went to every single one of them after that and said, I want you to know this had nothing to do with you. And I am sorry if if my hesitancy or my lack of action caused you to ever feel like I don't respect your position and what you do for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it never seems to get easier. It yeah. always seems to be just as complicated throughout all the years. The employee aspect is is one thing that has stayed consistent. We're smarter now and we know more what we're looking for, but it still is always this like huge puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. And it is it weighs on us very mm-hmm. heavily both ways, keeping the employees that we have that we love and that we appreciate and then bringing new people on um, because we are a physical job. You know, we, we're constantly trying to bring new people on. And so it... it it's been awesome, but it also is, is the biggest challenge. Yes, it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
I'll tell you, we're gonna we're gonna be wrapping this up. But what I'll tell you both is that um, number one, I have great respect for you both, and kudos for to you both for going out there and doing such a great job, and always growing and learning and taking the initiative to look inward as well. Um, I think that's probably the most important thing any of us can do in any situation, whether you're a business owner or not. The other thing I'll say is that um, you are both millennials, t- two different areas, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sides of the millennial spectrum. But I'm not a millennial. I'm a, a, a Xer. So, <laughs> if you guys know what that means, but um, you know, one thing that I see that we all have in common, though, is our business acumen's are the same. Now, technology technology changes. Um, the environment may change, um, but I think the business acumen remains true. That if you treat people well, do a job that you're passionate about, and do it well, and understand that you're never going to know it all, that you're going to do fine in mm-hmm. business and you're going to be able to be the best person that you can be. And that might be growing it to be a multi-million dollar company or it may be ma- remaining mm-hmm. small. Depends on your desire and your passions. But um, I think that as business owners, that's something that we all have in common regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of anything else. So thank you both for being here today. Um, I really do appreciate you guys sharing your stories and sharing your information and your knowledge. Um, It's been really great to hear from you both. What I'd like to do is give you an opportunity to let our listeners know where they can find you online, your address. Also, if you have anything that you have going on right now, a special, or if you want to offer a special, um, have the opportunity to do that too. Abby, we'll start with you. Perfect. So thank you, Wendy. This is so fun. It's yeah, the first yeah. time I've ever done anything <laughs> like this. But um, so like I said, we are a nine round. We're a kickboxing circuit training gym. We're located in the Glenbrook Shopping Center um, in between Hville Grill and Massage Envy. And what sets us apart is that we don't have class time. So if you are a busy individual, I guarantee if you've never been able to find something that will work for you, we can take out the scheduling part of that for you. So please come and see us. And um, you are always welcome to come in first workout free. But if you mention Wendy's podcast, we will um, give you a 10-day all-inclusive pass. You can come in as much Yay. as you would like for 10 days. And we really just want to show you with that that you know anyone can make it work. You do not have to be um, a kickboxing enthusiast. We teach you everything from the ground up, and we always have trainers there that can help you. Um, So people love to ask, like, is this for beginners? And we say yes. It's for beginners through we've had professional boxers in the gym. So I do appreciate it. And, Wendy, you mentioned millennials. I, myself, am an older millennial. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, millennials can get a bad rap. I think Mm -hmm. what I hope people see from um, Sarah and myself, and we have a lot of other friends that own businesses that are in the same uh, millennial age group as us. We just wanted something different. Um, People love to throw around the word entitled. I don't, Mm. none of us are, there are some of us that are entitled, but Mm. it's not about entitlement. We just want something different, Mm -hmm. different for ourselves, different for our families. And what a cool time we live in where People who non-traditionally would not own businesses now can own businesses and live mm-hmm. that dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So. Sarah. Thank you so much for having us, too. I mean, like Abby said, this was really fun. Um, but so, again, Salt Med Spa, we are in Hendersonville. We are located right beside Planet Fitness or where the old Walmart used to be, if you're <laughs> super familiar. If you're really from around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know where that was. I wasn't here at the time. Um, but, yeah, so... 
please feel free to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, things like that. Um, but we do have a little special too. We always have specials every month. Um, but if you mention this podcast as well, then we'll give you 15% off any service that you come in and do. So wow. you guys anything. are getting looking out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And you can try all of our phenomenal, right. phenomenal therapists. I mean, truly all of our estheticians, massage therapists, everybody that works there is wonderful. So well, that's fantastic. Well, again, thank you both very, very much. Appreciate you being here. And uh, thank you all for listening. It's always a pleasure and a joy um, to be with our Sumner County and Middle Tennessee um, community. You can listen to Success by Design on winradio.com, winradio on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, and navarrocreativegroup.com and spotify.com. This is Wendy Navarro, CEO of Navarro Creative Group and your host. And thank you all signing out. Bye-bye. Thank you.